Father Gabriel Amorth is the chief exorcist of the Diocese of Rome, which means he has a very interesting job and an extremely difficult one. In a recent issue of the Magnificat magazine, which I know many of you received, he was quoted as saying the following, Christ's centrality tells us that we can be saved only in his name. It is only in his name that we can win and free ourselves from the enemy of our salvation, Satan. At the end of the most difficult exorcisms, when I am confronted with total demonic possession, I pray the Christological hymn of the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Now that hymn was part of our second reading this morning at Mass. When I speak the words so that all beings in the heavens, on earth, and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, I kneel. Everyone present kneels. And always the one possessed by the demons is also compelled to kneel. It is a moving and powerful moment. I always feel that all the legions of the angels are surrounding us, kneeling at the name of Jesus. It's very interesting. Even during an exorcism, the demons of hell must acknowledge the truth about Jesus Christ, our Savior. Although I'm sure they don't want to, they are compelled to acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to express reverence for his holy name. So what are we to conclude about those human beings, those men and women of our generation, who regularly use our Savior's name as a curse word? What are we to think? Imagine, my brothers and sisters, people possessed by demons bend their knees at the name of Jesus. And these others use the Lord's holy name to express their anger or to curse out their neighbors. Now, I'd like to think nobody here does that, but there are certainly many out there in the world who do. And that includes some who call themselves Christians. On that note, have you noticed how the television and radio censors have changed their policy in recent years? I'm sure some of you have. It used to be the case that all the four-letter words and all the curses involving the name of God or the name of Jesus, those things all got censored from network TV programs and on radio. <laughs> but not anymore. Oh yes, the four-letter words still get bleeped out, at least some of the time, depending on what station you happen to be watching or listening to. But all the curses that mention God and Jesus, they are left alone to fill your living room. Right? If you haven't noticed this trend before in the media, pay attention to it, please, in the future. It says a lot about where our country is at right now. 
Paragraph 2146 of the Catechism states, The second commandment forbids the abuse of God's name, that is, every improper use of the names of God, Jesus Christ, but also of the Virgin Mary and all the saints. I don't know about you, but I cringe. I literally cringe whenever I hear the name of God or Jesus or Mary or one of the saints used in an improper way, especially when it's done by somebody who says that they love the Lord. Would a husband who claimed to love his wife ever use her name as a curse word? Would a wife who claimed to love her husband ever use his name in that way? I hope not. I don't think they would. Here I would say we Christians can learn a lesson, a very important lesson from our Jewish brothers and sisters. The Jews, you know, have an incredible reverence for the name of God. They always have. In Old Testament times, for example, God was designated by many different titles. El, Elohim, Adonai, etc. But the proper name of God, that is to say, the name he revealed to Moses on Mount Sinai, Yahweh, that name was never said. It wasn't said in religious rituals. It was not said in casual conversation. The only time it was ever spoken was once a year by the high priest in the Holy of Holies of the Temple, the most sacred part of the Jewish Temple, during a special ceremony on the Day of Atonement. Other than that, nobody said it. Nobody dared to say it. This was a sign of the reverence the Jewish people had for the Lord, who had rescued them from terrible slavery in Egypt and brought them into the Promised Land. And it was also a sign that they recognized God's supreme and ultimate authority over their lives. That's because when we human beings use somebody's name, we often do it to assert our authority over that particular person. Not all the time, but sometimes. I'll give you a personal example. When I did something wrong as a child, which of course was extremely rare, oh, I cannot tell a lie, when I did things that were wrong, my mother, good woman that she was, would begin her reprimand in one of three ways. She would either say, Raymond, then I knew I was in trouble. Or she would say, Raymond Nicholas, then I knew I was in big trouble. Or she would say, Raymond Nicholas Suriani, <laughs> then I knew I'd better get out of town fast, because trouble was a-coming big time. But you see, my mother asserted her authority over me by using my name in various forms. And I'm sure many of you parents can relate, probably do the same thing. Jews don't speak God's name at all because they understand that they don't have authority over him, he has authority over them. That's something we should all understand because it's true. 
On this same point, many of you know Carol Marzano, John Marzano's wife. Carol comes to Mass with John almost every Sunday, although she is Jewish. See, she's actually more faithful to Sunday Mass than a lot of Catholics are. Well, every once in a while, Carol will send me an email, and she'll end it by saying, God bless you, Father Ray. However, God, in that blessing, will be written G-D. In fact, any time Carol mentions God in a letter, that's how she will write the word. And so will many Jewish people. You see, to this day, good Jews like Carol Marzano continue to show special reverence for God, number one, by not speaking his name, and by leaving out the middle letter O whenever they write or whenever they type the word God. And to think that so many Christians use the name of Yahweh's divine son, Jesus Christ, as a curse word. Or that they use the name of God as an exclamation, as a way of expressing surprise or fear. Oh my God. Now that's not on the same level as the other, but even that, my brothers and sisters, is something I think we should try to avoid. Out of reverence for the Lord. The only time an exclamation like that would be acceptable is if it were at the beginning of a prayer. Oh my God, please help me. Otherwise, it would be better to say something else. Oh my gosh, oh my goodness, something along those lines. The name of Jesus, when it's spoken like it should be, with love and with reverence, has incredible power. As Father Amorth, the exorcist, attests in that paragraph I read to you at the beginning of my homily, it has power. In the old Catholic encyclopedia, it says this, and I will conclude with these thoughts. It says, the name of Jesus, invoked with confidence, number one, brings help in bodily needs. And don't we all have bodily needs, aches, pains, whatever. According to the promise of Christ given in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 to 18. In the name of Jesus, the apostles gave strength to the lame and life to the dead. Number two, the name of Jesus gives consolation in spiritual trials. And don't we all need consolation in our lives? We go through so many things. The name of Jesus reminds the sinner of the prodigal son's father and of the good Samaritan. It recalls to the just the suffering and death of the innocent Lamb of God. Number three, the name of Jesus protects us against Satan and his wiles, for the devil fears the name of Jesus who has conquered him on the cross. And finally, number four, in the name of Jesus, we obtain every blessing and grace for time and eternity. For Christ has said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Therefore, the church concludes all her prayers by the words, through our Lord Jesus Christ, etc. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask you today to help us and to help every Christian on this planet to speak your holy name as it should be spoken, always with love and reverence, the love and the reverence that it deserves. 
for your glory and for our benefit. Amen.